0: Hello, welcome to the Creative Writing Life Podcast. I'm Justin Sloan.
1: And I'm Paul Zeidman. Uh, no guests today, just Justin and myself.
0: Yes, but we have a special message in a way because uh, I've been getting some requests from people who... Uh, how do I say this nicely? Just need help. Uh, they don't know what they're doing at <laughs> all. So I thought we would today talk about the basics uh, of getting started in this industry or these industries of creative writing. Yeah, I, uh, I, can, I can add I can add to that as well because I just
1: finished a, 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 a whirlwind reading session for a contest and boy, do a lot of those people, they mean well, <laughs> but they, they really need to kind of get a grasp on the basics.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll get into it. Uh- <laughs> uh first do you have anything that you want to talk about in terms of uh reading writing all right jazz
1: uh let's see well the big thing is that uh volume two of my book series came out last week uh so go ahead and ask interviews about screenwriting and pie volume two now available paperback and ebook format so that's two two book choices you have for your reading and screenwriting information education uh Uh, enjoyment. Uh, Volume three, it looks like we're probably targeting probably I'm going to say early October. So that's still in development, uh, but that's pretty exciting and uh, positive feedback so far from people who've read volume two. That's always nice. And on the watching front, Enjoyed a great uh, Humphrey Bogart war, World War II movie. Uh, he's a tank commander in the Sahara, and it's called Sitten. And that's the name of the movie, Sahara. Uh, that was fun. And there's a great um, limited series on Hulu that I thought was fantastic called The Bear. That's uh, highly recommended.
0: Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talking about it. It's, um, yeah, I see how it's good. It's not only my style, but uh, I see that it's quality for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the reading front, I started reading the comic of The Boys. So. Oh, Okay you know that the tv show is based on it's interesting i haven't gotten far enough to really talk about it much but to say that it's fun uh it's definitely just as gruesome and i've heard it's even more so in terms of gruesomeness and sex and all that stuff <laughs> so i'm curious to see what that means <laughs> but uh so far the main differences are like it starts off anyway in england uh and the butcher guy is not australian he's he's english he has like a michael kane accent even says michael kane in the comic <laughs> and Uh, yeah. So like, what's his name? Uh, fast guy. uh, He's from, uh, yeah. What's the the fast guy, you know? Oh, a train. Yeah. He's a, he's like an American guy over there on exchange or something like this. When this happens, when the initial incident happens. So anyway, uh, there's some differences that probably don't affect the story too much, but are just like interesting little changes they made to make the TV show either easier or more relatable to American audiences or who knows. Sure. But, uh, interesting fun, fun read.
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah. Should we dive into our topic then today? I think this is the perfect time to do that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So so the where I got started thinking of this was I got a letter from somebody, an email from somebody who was saying, hey, I want to write video games. Uh, I've written some fiction, prose fiction, but I want to start writing video games. How do I do that? And then I, I was like, hey, well, first, my always recommendation for this is study screenwriting. Of course, play video games and you know read books on this video game writing and all that stuff. But really studying screenwriting, it, there's so much content out there to learn screenwriting. So many YouTube videos, so many books, so many everything that I think it's the easiest way to just dive into like what good story is and what writing is. And, and most video games use basic screenplay writing. Everything. <laughs> so I said that he's like, Oh, cool. What does that mean? And I was like, what do you mean? What does that mean? What, huh? <laughs> and he didn't even know like where to begin or anything. He's like, so what should I do? I said, well, you know, look up some YouTube videos. Um, and at this point I started to wonder if he was trolling me. Cause I was like, well, also there's some podcasts. You can check out some podcasts. And he's like, how do I do that? And I'm like, just Google it, man. <laughs> how do you find a podcast? Yeah. So he sure. might be still trolling me. I'm wondering. But but then I got to thinking, well, he might not be. And there are probably some people out there who don't know how to do some of these basics or where to find the basics or what books to start on for the basics mm-hmm. or what tools and all this stuff. So I was like, let's do an episode that is the basics.
1: Okay. You know, I'm going to just add to that uh, to put it all in perspective. So this past weekend was the San Francisco Writers Conference. Oh, yeah. let should talk and, about that as
0: well. We could. We could.
1: Uh, I got to be a panelist uh, twice. Uh, first was about the mechanics. Mechanics of screenwriting and the other one is about breaking in and I asked this question in the first panel about the mechanics I said now who here has written at least one screenplay and I'd say there were maybe like 30 people in the audience and I'd say half of them raised their hand and then I asked how many have written two and a lot of hands went down there were like three people and who how many have written three there was one person who'd only written three so I think a lot of the people who were attending the conference Screenwriting was really something new because a lot of them, I'm guessing, are probably experienced writing books. And they think, oh, if I write a novel or I write a book, I can probably do a screenplay. Not, maybe not fully grasping the fact that it's a lot different. You know the, the way you put a story on the page for a script is much, much different from how you would do it in a book. For and sure. so hopefully the things that we can talk about will help guide a lot of those people in the right direction.
0: Yeah, and along that same logic, I saw somebody posting, uh, who's a screenwriter, who said, I'm also available for video game work. And I didn't dive in to ask if they know what that means or anything, but Mm. I could easily see some people who are out there saying, oh, I know how to write screenplays, therefore I can write video games. And like I said, it is a similar beast, but still definitely worth getting into the details of how they're different, because they are still different. So, yes. So let's, let's start. We both like screenwriting, so let's start there. How about that? (laughs) <laughs> okay. If we were to say, okay, uh, buddy who's never written a screenplay before, but maybe has played around with some prose fiction, uh, where would you tell them to start? Uh, I would say, first and foremost, the
1: number one rule is show, don't tell, that you want to convey the information in as visual a way as possible. Uh, sometimes you need sound or dialogue to do that, but really it's about showing us on screen the information that we need that helps move the story forward, because I'm sure you've read this too. I have read so many scripts where the action lines are all backstory that the writer decides, this is where I'm going to explain who this character is and what their story is and why they're doing this and what their motivation is not fully grasping that that's not how
0: it works. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. And then, uh, Diving into that, I would say making sure that they under you know, I think a lot of people look at what you just said and think, okay, well, how else can I convey that, convey what's going on? So they start doing the heavy exposition dumps, right? Where it's like the dialogue, you know, the, the crappy example is, as you know, and then they go on to a bunch of <laughs> exposition. But there's even simpler versions of that that aren't so obvious, where it's still just characters talking for the point of conveying information to the audience. And that's not what you're supposed to be doing you're supposed to be really getting into that scene really diving into what these people would actually be talking about and then hopefully conveying stuff through subtext but uh do you have any books that you recommend for these people to kind of start on that path to understanding how it would come through maybe books that have examples or books that just start uh, at the basis. um
1: well i think if you're really starting from ground zero and just working your way up then I would say uh, Dave Trotier's The Screenwriter's Bible. That's a great one. That's a great resource on multiple levels because that talks about not only story structure and how to write the script, but also about formatting and how it should look. Uh, I think it's it's an invaluable tool to have in your library. There's also a book that I thought it was fantastic. I don't think it's as well known. It's called Story Sense by Paul Lucey. And that's L-U-C-E-Y. Uh, as far as I know, it's still in print, but that one, when I was um, in the early stages of really getting a grasp on how to write a screenplay the right way, that one was so helpful. I can't recommend that one enough. Those are the two that I think are really the best. There are other ones that some that work for some people, but for me, those are the two that I recommend.
0: Awesome. And of course, everybody knows Sid Field. Uh... What's the title of his book? Is it just uh, his screenplay? book? I
1: think it's just called Screenplay. But see, that's the thing is like, but is that book I want to say is like from the 80s or maybe the 90s? So I wonder if I'm sure a lot of the information still applies, but I just wonder if it's things are different now than they were like when he wrote that. I'm guessing he wrote it in the 70s. Yeah.
0: So I'm sure. if
1: you if you look at a screenplay written then compared to one written now, I'm sure it's a world of difference. Yeah, and there's,
0: you know, uh, the thing is, like, I, one thing I want to stress on all these too is there's a lot of books out there that you're going to come across new people, uh, such as Save the Cat, and a lot of these, like, screenplay by Sidfield, that if you don't know what they are, you might sound amateur uh, if you're talking to some studio execs, creative executives, uh, heads of video game studios, what have you. Uh, and then if you talk to a lot of screenwriters if you start saying hey this is my bible i love screenplay by Sid Field. i'm obsessed with save the cat um you might also start getting some eye rolls because there's a lot of people in the industry who think anybody who adheres to this stuff too much like where they're like this has to happen on page 10 this oh, yeah. has to happen on page 15 they're gonna start thinking oh this person doesn't know what they're doing because you're trying to write i mean you might not be but people who adhere to these books often seem to be the type that Try to write to the structure instead of having an awesome story that follows a structure, or that you might look back on later and think, okay, how can I make this kind of fit more of a structure, or kind of getting the structure in your bones and then just letting it happen naturally?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think a lot with a lot of the books, I think they're great starting points that you kind of get the basics down. And then when you feel a little more comfortable with it, that you can tweak it a little bit. Because as you were saying, someone says, oh, well, my inciting incident it has to be on page 10. Well, no, it could be on page 12. It could be on page nine. It depends on how it works for the story. And then you can tweak the rest of the story after that. So just use the book as a kind of a, I don't know, training wheels. I guess maybe that's the best way to put it. And then use, use it to that extent. And then when you're more comfortable, you can cast the book aside and say, I know what I have to do. And it's going to work out what's best for my story, not because it, it strictly adheres to these guidelines in this one book.
0: Exactly. I'm trying to look through my list of books on my shelf here and thinking, which ones do I recommend? I have a bunch. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think we had a lot of fun reading William Goldman's, what was it, The Adventures in the Screen Trade? It's yeah, just that's- like a fun, inspirational Yeah, see that one.
1: That one's not really. I see. I guess I don't even consider that it's a book about screenwriting. It's not really about how to write a script. At least that's the way I've I've always seen it. Uh, I will say that I really do not like Robert McKee's story. I find it. It's a little too. Academic. I thought it was a little too cerebral that it's too analytic. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. That it doesn't really, after I read that, I was just bored and it didn't really help me put a screenplay together. I think a few people have said, well, he makes some good points about theme and structure and that sort of thing. And I'm not going to argue that. But when you are starting out and you're trying to get the basics, how do I do this? How do I put it on the page? I don't think it's the best help.
0: For sure. Uh, I have noticed similarly, like where I was saying, you should know these things so that when you walk into a meeting and somebody references it awesome you could read a synopsis or watch you do a video that summarizes it or something or but with one example i wanted to use on that though is i was having some discussions with somebody at disney about story and we'd written a novel together and they were taking it out to people and, and they had gotten some specific feedback about how we didn't have the plus and minus between scenes you know <laughs> and i guess that's from robert mckee's story i was, I was like <laughs> i know what that is and i i i don't adhere to it 100 percent. like i don't think every single scene has to be a plus minus i get the point though that it should be rising and falling and energy and uh emotion and all that stuff and uh, but i don't again it's one of those things where it's like if you follow it to a t it starts feeling formulaic and kind of like okay now we're gonna go down now we're gonna go up uh <laughs> but they oh, yeah. specifically were like every scene needs to be this and then up down up down and so it is useful to know where that's coming from
1: well, on that note, I think uh, that's another rule that a lot of writers tend to forget, especially when they're starting out, is that you should have conflict of some sort in every scene. And that doesn't necessarily mean people arguing or fighting that uh, I just think of it as it's two opposing forces, and one is counter to what your protagonist is trying to accomplish. So it could be anything like from a subtle gesture to you know, maybe an all-out fist fight or even you know a war. So sure. so as but there has to be something that, I don't know, would you say it's preventing the protagonist from moving forward or uh, moving closer to their goal? Possibly. I think it depends on the context of the scene, but there should be conflict in every scene on in, to some degree.
0: Yeah. Here is a book, a couple of books that I think are awesome. Uh, Screenwriting, The Sequence Approach, because that's what USC supposedly uses. Um, Lou Hunter's Screenwriting 434, because that's supposedly what UCLA uses or used to use like they their main ones <laughs> and so I, I read those a lot when i was starting off because i was debating film school not film school mm. and all that jazz and then and then i have a few other ones here like elephant bucks by sheldon bull which is how to write uh sitcoms so that's fun and there's another good one that i'm trying to remember the name of that i read recently uh i do not remember it but it's a good one for for not sitcoms for drama television and that was amazing uh it, it's fun because they talk you know about what actually goes into it. It's not as much of craft because a lot of these books will often be end up being like interviews and stuff with people who are doing it, but it helps you get a sense of what's actually required from the job, uh, which can be a tr- transition to podcast if we want to talk about any specific podcasts out there. And I do. But do you have any more talks on uh, books or any comments related to those? ones? Um,
1: well, it's not necessarily about books, but uh, this is something that I've started saying a lot to aspiring screenwriters or screenwriters just starting out is read scripts because that's the best education you're going to get. You'll see what it's supposed to look like on the page. You'll see how the characters talk and how the action is described. It's really the most helpful resource you can find. But I will also stress, don't get a shooting script, because those will include camera directions. And I tend to try to push people away from using camera directions in their script, because I've seen a lot of, like I was reading for this contest, a lot of them had... Close up on you know Joe's feet, or a drone shot over the city, and I'm thinking, well, you're, you're reminding me that I'm watching a movie rather than just telling me a story. So I think reading a script, maybe if there's an, as you know, there are an abundance of spec script websites out on the internet. So that just find a script of a movie that you really like, and hopefully you'll get a good quality spec script to read and follow along with the movie and see how they did it.
0: Awesome, yeah, and. Uh, I was going to say, how can you tell people? Oh, and also transcripts. So if you are looking for a screenplay and it says transcript on it, then that's probably just somebody transcribing. The exactly. Yeah. That's, no good. yeah a lot, that's the thing is a lot of script hosting sites will have transcript of this
1: movie that you really like rather than an actual script. And that kind of sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was looking through some other books here, like writing movies for fun and profit. That was a fun book to read. I was. Uh, I had that one too. <laughs> yeah, so many good ones. But on the podcast front, some that have really stood out to me, uh, and I'm sure everybody knows about script notes with like Craig Mazin and John August. They are I don't even know how many they've done now. It's it's in the oh, hundreds man, for sure. That's,
1: that's a long time. At least uh at least a decade, I wouldn't say. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I started listening to them back when I first started getting into all, all this stuff. So it's been a while. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, but one less people know about probably but is amazing is Children of Tendu. Have you heard of that one? I have heard of it. I see. I, I was never really sure what it was about. So is it specifically just about writing? TV writing, yeah. TV writing. Okay, so these guys had were on TV shows, some good ones, it's maybe Firefly or something. I forget, but they were on some good shows as writers, and they talk about the experience, and it's awesome. And they have a different. Some of them are broken down more by craft, some more just by what's going on, uh, what the style of it is like, what it, you know, this and that aspect of it being on set. It's great. Uh, and what's funny is when you hear how they got the name and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Hmm. They have to go listen to the podcast to figure out where the name children of tendu came from. <laughs> it's of classic; course. it's great. <laughs> Any uh, other good podcasts you recommend? Yeah, there actually there's two there's on the page, but
1: uh, with Pilar Alessandra. Now that's just the, the great thing about that. When she introduces it each time that's saying it's about the art and business of screenwriting and some, and a lot of her guests are working writers, but she also has people who work in television, but also people who, it's, I guess you'd call it writing adjacent. That she's talked to psychologists and she's talked to uh, people in fields that you don't really associate with screenwriting, but it's all about helping the writer develop their material. It's, it's fascinating stuff. I wish I could think of some more good examples, but. I think it's a great one. And it it's so varied. And, and it's just, it's become so much different than from what it was when I started. And the other one, I discovered it a couple of months ago. I really enjoyed. it. It's called the Act Two podcast. And it's these two working writers, um, Tasha and Josh. I hope I got their names right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and they talk about... Uh, they start with a talking about uh, the week in writing how what they accomplished or what they did not accomplish and maybe something about a project they're working on and then sometimes they'll have a guest or they'll have a discussion or they'll break down a script or a story and it's really entertaining uh, it's also not for kids I'll, I'll just I'll, that's all I can say about that one but it's um if you're a writer and you want to kind of get a look into the mind of a working writer I highly recommend the Act two podcast
0: yeah and I think I heard about that one because Tasha was picked to be the showrunner for the Tomb Raider TV series. Yes, yeah, that one. So pretty exciting. I was uh, very stoked to hear that because DJ too was doing that with our old co-host on the Creative Writing uh, Career Podcast, Stefan Bugay. Wow! So, yeah, <laughs> all the, the connecting tissue here.
1: Uh, <laughs> it may, be, and, may well. I keep um, saying that uh, Hollywood is a, is a much smaller what Holly. Uh, it's a smaller community than you would expect, and I think this is one of those proofs of it.
0: Yeah. And partly because you kind of have to be connected if you hope to ever make it anywhere. (laughs) Mm. Uh, I was going to say the on story podcast is fun and they have an on story website where you can go. It's the Austin film festival one. You can go on there and you can watch people talk about their short films and then watch the short films. And they also have recordings of the panels from the Austin film festival. So if you've always wanted to go to the AFF and you're curious, you can go in there and watch some of the panels. Of course, the main value of going to these kinds of things is networking in person Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> but still a great a great resource. And for people who are like, how do I find these? If you're that person, remember, just go into Google and type in the name of these things and it'll or, pop or up. Or Screenwriting Podcast. Or, yeah. go to, or guess what? Go to
1: iTunes and put in Screenwriting and you'll be, you have to yep. sit down and prepare yourself for the huge
0: amount of lists, uh, <laughs> the huge lists you're going to find. Right. So, yeah. And if you're not on an iPhone, if uh, like I used CastBox. That's the app, the free app that I use for listening to podcasts. Uh, and it's the same idea. And you can type in any of these things. I've been listening to one called Scripts and Scribes. Which oh, I've too. Yeah, it's great. Uh, recently, they've interviewed a lot of these managers who often attend the Austin Film Festival. So <laughs> on the note of Austin Film Festival, yeah. Uh, uh, and on that note, I guess, you know, there's all these resources of like going into person, in person to these things, like going to AFF, going to, I just found out about some group in LA that I'm going to start trying to attend every once in a while and finding these events to talk to people and to find out what they're, watching or listening to or reading a great resource. And of course, always the networking. uh,
1: Well, and then also to emphasize that, I mean, there are a lot of people who they can't, they're not in Los Angeles and it's not easy for them to travel. So social media, probably the best resource you can find when it comes to connecting with other writers. I mean, I've had the good fortune to be able to meet with people here in San Francisco, but I've also interacted with people on Twitter and on Facebook uh, a little bit on LinkedIn, and I'm still kind of feeling my way through Instagram. But it's but a lot of the people I'm connected with there, I'm already connected with on other platforms. And what's great about these is that it allows you to connect with people and slowly develop that professional relationship that really comes in handy uh, when you least expect it. That there are writers that. I've been able to help them. Someone sends me a lead and I'll say, hey, I don't have this, but I might know someone who does. And I'll, I'll put the word out. Uh, one example, a, a couple of months ago, a producer or someone who was working with a producer said, hey, they were looking for a shark script and I don't have one, but I knew at least three writers who did and so I put it out and said, hey, if you've got a shark script, let me know and I'll pass your information on to this guy who will pass it on to the producer. And those three people did. And a few other people did. And one person's like, well, I don't have a shark script, but I got like a Loch Ness monster type story. Will that work? And I said, I don't know. So I passed it on. And I don't know what happened with it, but everybody was really like, hey, this is really nice of you. Thanks so much. And uh, sometimes they'll let me know if they see a listing they think I might be good for. And one guy he connected me with this producer that I'm working with because they had worked on a project before and the producer was looking for a new writer for this other project. And he said, well, I can't do it right now, but you know, how about Paul? And we got in touch and talked and we've been working on the script ever since. So it's all, if it is about networking, but it's also about um, trying to help other people and don't expect them to help you. But if you treat people nice and fairly, then there's a good chance they'll do the same for you.
0: Sure. All right. So these people have these books they read, they listen to these podcasts, they've started networking and going out into groups and talking to other people who care about the same things they care about, whether in person or virtually. Uh, Now they get to writing. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't done it yet. What do they write in? Um, I mean, so of course, final draft. And I don't know if anybody still uses Movie Magic, but that's what I, we both used, I think, for a while before we switched over to Final Draft. Are yeah. you on Final Draft now or Movie Magic? I am. I actually am uh, because
1: I had some uh, good luck with a contest about two years ago. I'll so see. one of the prizes was uh, Final, I think it's Final Draft 11, and I've used that. I still have Movie Magic on my computer, so I keep a backup of a script on that just in case anything happens to the Final Draft. I make, like, that, that's something else? Back up your, your script several places in case something really bad happens to your oh, yeah. computer.
0: Email them to yourself uh, and everything. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you never know what's going to happen. And going back to this contest, I've read more than a few scripts that were written in Microsoft Word or some kind (laughs) of format I did not recognize. And Uh to me, that just says that you're not taking this that seriously. You just think, okay, I I can do this. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's going to be great anyway. And it looks terrible. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's just it's hard to read and formatting is important and having the right software
0: will really benefit you in the end yeah for sure uh, i would also say so the free versions uh i tried writer writer duet once and i loved it actually it was great um it lets you do only two scripts at a time i think so that's the downside if you have more than that that are in progress oh, but it's okay. free and it lets you collaborate with somebody i think real time uh, or maybe you have to pay for the real time collaboration i forget but anyway, it's a great free option uh, for especially starting off. And um, and then there's all the other ones like what Celtics, which I've never really used. I've, I've, used ne- I've never ones. used
1: that one either. I, I remember when Writer Duet was introduced, but I had already been f- fully established in Movie Magic and was just learning about Final Draft. So I kind of thought, I don't really need to worry, worry about uh, Writer Duet.
0: Yeah, I tried it because I was looking into collaboration tools. Now Final Draft has a better collaboration tool than mm-hmm. it used to. so. Uh, that's not so bad. Um, uh, i we still, even though they have all these collaboration tools, uh, anybody that I've written with, we still always just end up emailing it to each other and saying it's in your ball. I'm not going to touch it until you tell me it's back in my court. So, <laughs> the ball's in your court is what I meant. <laughs> yeah. In your ball. <laughs> Where in did that go? <laughs> I, I play sports all the time. Uh, yes. <laughs> cool. So now they have their software. They got it down. They're writing their scripts. They're going to start sending it out. We've talked about, Maybe they can go listen to podcast episodes that we've talked about where it's about uh, what contests are good or not good, or if the contests aren't good at all. Um, anything else we should cover on this topic for these new beginner and beginning screenwriters? Um, well, uh, I think the, probably a
1: key piece of advice I give, and I think this, is, this applies to any writer, is write as if ink costs $1,000 an ounce. Because when you're a reader or someone sends you their script, say, hey, can you get, look this over? Let me know what you think. And you're seeing big blocks of text. You're, you can feel your shoulders sag and your spirits sink because you know this is going to be a bit of a slog. Because that means there's too much uh, text on the page because you want to have as much white as possible. Get to the point as fast as possible not even just for each scene but just overall that you don't want to slow down the read you want us to zip down the page you want us to you want us to want to turn the page to see what happens next and if we're just getting bombarded with like five or eight line paragraphs of action or dialogue that's a lot i mean yeah it's a lot to take in so be I guess, very conservative with what you put on the page. Try and, if so you have an action uh, an action paragraph that's four lines long, see if you can trim it down to three. See if you can trim it down to two. Just get to the heart of the matter and move on. Don't worry about the flowery speech. The That will come eventually. But right now, focus on keeping the writing
0: tight. Exactly. And uh, we've probably talked about all this stuff in many episodes in the past, so feel free to hop in there. I did want to real quick touch on a couple of tools just for the video game and Mm. fiction side. I won't go too in depth on it because maybe we should bring in some people who are technical experts on that and ask in the beginning, but, but on the video game side, I've enjoyed this book, the game narrative toolbox. I think that's great. Uh, There's this other one that I started with a long time ago. If I don't see it, Oh, there we go. The ultimate guide to video game writing and design. That's another one that I liked when I was uh, starting off. Of course, You know, YouTube videos, there's like a billion YouTube videos out there of uh, the Game Developers Conference GDC speakers talking about all their whatever they do in video games, like video game design, different kinds of games, uh, the difference between writing for pros and writing for video games, which a big part of it comes down to player agency and writing for the player, all that kind of stuff. Like the protagonist is basically you as the player at all times is the way that Richard Dansky puts it, which is awesome. Uh, So many great resources that are just available on YouTube. Uh, and for the fiction side, you know, once again, there's a billion and there's writing programs and all these things, but uh, I would say How Fiction Works by James Wood is a great place to start. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of examples from a long time ago, <laughs> so be ready for that, but it's, it's a great thing to read if you're thinking about how to write prose, self-editing for fiction writers, and again, YouTube videos galore of different speakers talking about craft and whatnot so
1: oh you know and i thought of an, another book uh that i can heartily recommend for screenwriting it's actually written by a former guest to the show bob signs and his uh very very helpful book that's not the way it works because his covers not only how to write a screenplay but what you do after the script is written it talks about queries and marketing and i think it touches on contests a bit as well it, all, it, it looks at the the business aspect of it as well so it's very very helpful can't recommend that one enough as well
0: Sweet, so hopefully this helps everybody with some uh, basics of where to start. Uh, we're always open for emails and I hope it don't sound rude or condescending if I'm like, just Google it, but <laughs> sometimes it just is the answer. So cool, anything else to add, Paul?
1: No, I, th- I think we covered really, we, were, we wanted to talk about the basics and we did. I mean, there of course there's a lot more that's involved with learning how to write a screenplay or video game, but you have to start somewhere and, As long as you have a grasp on the basics, that's a great starting point and you can always continue to improve.
0: Awesome, there we go. And thank you very much, listeners. If you can leave reviews on whatever app you're listening to this on, whether it's iTunes or the others, that'd be awesome. Share word of mouth. We appreciate it. Once again, I'm Justin. You can find my books on Amazon. And I'm Paul Zydman. You can check out my screenwriting blog,
1: Maximum Z at, at max, MaximumZ.blog. I'm also on Twitter at Maximum underscore Z. And I'm on Amazon now, too, with two books. My Go Ahead and Ask series, Interviews about Screenwriting and Pi, Volumes 1 and 2, Volume 3. And that's coming later this year. Like he said, he's Justin. I'm Paul. This has been the Creative Writing Life Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, go write something.